This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown, Terrence Williams. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He put, oh, he's the worst up the right sideline. Yeah, he's got to go. He's tackled. Sam Houston wins it. The Bearcats capture their first FCS championship. Hello and welcome to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, Ishmael Johnson, here recovering <laughs> at coaching school, THSCA in San Antonio. With Mike Craven. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing a lot better than everybody else I'm seeing in this convention hall. It's like walking through a Las Vegas airport this morning. Everybody, like, everybody, you can tell. It's like, oh, you were out last night. You were out last night. You were out last night. And I'm just like, I just got a coffee and, you know, an egg McMuffin, and I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Right, right. I did go out last night. And uh, somebody else who went out last night is our producer, Mallory Hartley. Mallory, what's up? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> got some coffee too. So we're we're doing good. We're yep, doing good. We're, doing we're, good. we're up and we're up and running today, so yep. we're doing well. Yep, day three, the last day. It's kind of a half day at THSCA. Yeah. Uh, everybody's in their kind of regional meetings. They're about to have their grand assembly. I think they have, or they might have already had it. I can't remember the schedule. Regardless, uh, everything's winding down. We're starting to break down our booth. Exhausting in many ways, socially mostly. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of socially, talking. Socially, yes. A lot of handshakes a lot of uh just, just running around to different rooms press conferences talks whatever so it's yeah, so different from seven on seven because seven yes. on seven you're like physically exhausted sure, because sure, you're like yes. sweating and stuff like that but this is a completely different kind of exhausted this is the exhausted that like you're mentally exhausted right completely different Exactly. You're still tired, but it's it's like a it's like a mentally exhausted. I don't want to talk to anybody for like a week. You know, they say the difference between being an introvert and an extrovert is like extroverts get their battery power charged up around people, right? Sure, and sure, and sure. introverts lose power around people. I I have been running on E <laughs> since Saturday. Yeah. At about 10 o'clock. We went on a team dinner Saturday. This thing hadn't even started yet, and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, I don't – every time I come here, it, like, amazes me how good Matt Stepp is at, at it's his it's job. Inc- it's, it is he, incredible. Yeah, it's, like, it's, watching him I, – I was talking last night, I need to pitch something to Texas Monthly right. to just, like, follow him around during this thing because he's, like, the king of the ball. It's, yeah. a, it's an amazing thing because I, I can't do it. I can't it's do incredible. it. Yeah, so uh, listeners, for those of you that don't know, uh, THSCA, Texas High School Coaches Convention, um, or excuse me, Association, they put on their annual coaching school convention. And for Mike's purposes, um, we typically, I mean, he, he, every FBS head coach and FCS, some FCS coaches are here because every high school coach is here. And so it's about networking. It's about basically introducing yourselves. So all the FBS coaches have press conferences. They do a 12-person panel and so like that's kind of what mike's been up to this whole week um all, mostly just like going to a bunch of press conferences yeah. going to uh, shaking a bunch of hands all that stuff and it is it's the most informal setting i think you'll get these guys in yeah right it's because they're just walking around yeah it's not as much for stories right you know like you don't get a ton of content i mean you could yeah you could uh, if you wanted, yeah. but it's mostly just a way to kind of get with these guys before the season starts, ask a few off-the-record questions, have some, you know, just human-to-human mm-hmm. interaction. Because so often, 
you know, it's your job, right? So they're up behind a podium. You're back here asking questions. There's not a whole lot of human interactions. It's like, how's your quarterbacks? How's your linebackers? Sure. Here you can kind of get to know each other a little bit, and that makes the job easier. Yes. Um, you know, for them and for us, you know, to kind of like know each other as humans, kind of know their personalities. So it's a fun way. There's not a lot of pressure right now. Exactly. There's not winning and losing going on right now. So you can get a guy kind of a little bit more comfortable and have some conversations with them. So it's fun to kind of get the, get that time with those guys. Yeah. On uh, Sunday, Crave and I, we went to the D1 coaches panel. Mm-hmm. So you literally had all 12 FBS Texas coaches on the stage at once. And that was really cool. I'll throw up a picture and everything so you guys can see it. But it was really cool to see them all sitting there together knowing that, like, they're going to put, like, Sark and Jimbo Fisher. They're mm-hmm. eyeing each other the whole time. But it was pretty cool. Actually, uh, Mallory, you're going to put this in post. Because, by the way, we're, we're, this isn't live. We're recording this because we have to – again, we're not talking to anybody for the next week. So we're getting this <laughs> – <in>. while, <laughs> while we're running on fumes, we're pumping this content out. Yeah. We're recording this on Tuesday. You'll see this Wednesday. Uh, Mallory, edit this in post as well. Uh, there's a photo of Jimbo Fisher and Steve Sarkeesian, uh, which <laughs> I think was tweeted out by Ari Wasserman. But the best part of that photo <laughs> – is a certain Mike Craven behind them. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to add this in no. here. I Peeking can't wait to add this. over the shoulder of Sark. No. Like, hey, what y'all talking about? <laughs> what y'all talking Y'all talking football? I, well, <laughs> I, like, walked out of that press conference room, and there's been nobody in there but, like, me and, like, five other people the yeah. whole time. It's like Chris Hummer, Sam Kahn, me, you yeah, know, like, yeah. the whole time. And, you know, I walk out, I'm like, why are all these cameras here, you know? And it was just like, oh, it's Sark, Sark and Jimbo. Uh, and, and you yeah. are in the oh, – right. right there. Yeah. Of is, course. It is yeah. excellent. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's – it's a little weird for us because, or not weird, but we just saw a lot of these guys last week. Right. We were at Big 12 Media oh, Day. Oh, yes, yes. And so we saw Joey McGuire, we saw Dave Veranda, all these, all these, all the Big 12 guys. And it was a little, it was a little, not awkward, but like, I'm curious how it was for you going to a press conference where you just talked to them. Well, you know, they, ju- they just had a press conference well, last week. And then when you add in Joey McGuire's cover story, right? right? Exactly. Like I joked with Joey, I was like, I don't have any questions left for you. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. Like I have nothing left to ask you. <laughs> it's like um, he, he's so great with us that it's like, oh, we, I'm sick of Joey McGuire. Right, right. <laughs> right. Love you, right. Joey. Lo- like love you to death. You Can't, I, I got nothing left to ask. I know everything about you right now. You know, <laughs> he's like, you remember that time? I'm like, you told me about that time. Uh, so, you know, I think the thing that uh, kind of – over these last couple of days that interested me is everything's just been about transfer portal NIL. Mm-hmm. And so you can get them talking about that kind of stuff in a way that you can't at a team event because the beat writers need to know about the wide receiver position and sure, who's going to sure. play defensive line and you know how are you going to prepare for so-and-so team or whatever. But here you can really get their real thoughts in a little bit more relaxed setting about what they think about you know name, name and image and likeness what mm-hmm. they think about the transfer mm-hmm. portal what they think about the college football playoff and it you know even if you agree or don't agree it lets you kind of know you know not every coach has the same opinion but sure. 9 to 10 of the 12 do right mm-hmm. and like you know if that if there's that much you know consensus it's like oh that's where it's going to go yeah. right and exactly. so like I've always kind of been like, I wonder if the college football playoffs going to grow. I right. no longer worry, but like it is, right? You so know, like it, it's it is, you know, and and stuff like that. And so uh, that that part was pretty interesting to get them talking about stuff that maybe in front of a room of thirty people with cameras going, they're not as likely to get as open about. Sure. I thought it was super interesting when we went to the D one coaches panel. They were asking. Uh, Craig Way was emceeing the event, and he was asking questions to Sark and Jimmo. Jimbo about the the playoff expansion, you know, mm-hmm. expanding the playoffs and stuff. Obviously, Bloomgren and Seth Luttrell, they can't sure. answer those it's questions like really, that. So yeah. we kind of had to switch gears from the playoff expansion topic to 
bowl topics like, hey, do you all still find value in playing in a bowl game? You know, and they asked Trailer that too. And uh, it was just interesting to see them all up there. And Trailer kind of had a great had response to, to that too. Switch gears. He had a – you want to tell it? Yeah. He had a phenomenal Trailer list. Trailer goes – you know, I bet you anything, if you give the winner $2,000 and the loser $1,000, my guys are going to show up. You know, yep. the question was like, if that playoff expands, yeah. you know, the bowl games are already kind of losing their luster and we're already getting opt outs. Right, and it's already, right. you know, like the world's smaller now. You, you know, going to, you know, Mobile, Alabama is not really that sexy for, right. for yeah. I don't know how yeah. much it really ever was, but it's definitely not that sexy now, right? And so, you know, the question was. You know, how do you keep bowl games mattering at all if the playoff is right. at 16? And, sure, sure. and Trailer's response was incentives. You know, yep. like we all yep. we all respond to incentives, right? Like I'm not here if mm -hmm. I'm not getting a paycheck from somebody, right. you know. And sure. so uh, I, I think that's kind of the way it's going. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. You know, but Sonny Dykes also, I thought this was great. You know, he's talking about, he's like, man, I've gotten four or five questions today you know, about money and how much that matters in recruiting and how much that matters in team building. When I interviewed for TCU, I asked about the money. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it right. wasn't the only reason I went to TCU, but it's a reason. Sure. You know, and, sure. like, why would I begrudge anybody else for doing that? And so, you know, I do think these college coaches are starting to kind of get hip to, like, these. The, you might as well change with it because mm -hmm. you're not going to fight against it. Exactly. It's, right. not, it's not going back to where it was before. Yeah, we need some re regulations, and we need some uniformity and all that kind of stuff. It's not a perfect system. Yeah. But it's not going back to what it was. Right. right. So you either get on it. I think Holgerson said you adapt or die. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's true in everything in life, and it's especially true for college coaches right now. And I, and I think what we see over the next five years is we're going to see who can adapt and who doesn't. Sure. You sure. know, like the good coaches are going to be the ones that can figure this out and adapt, and the ones that kind of go into other, other stuff are going to be the ones who, you know, just cling on to this old school mentality of I'm going down with the ship. And it's sure. like, well, then, you know, adios. Right. I was about to, well, as we're recording, uh, Nick said, is it SEC Media Day? Yes. So, yeah. so Nick oh. said, was speaking at SEC Media Day, and everybody's tweeting out that he's he's very, oh, speaking of somebody who's, who's willing to adapt, he's openly saying, like, oh, yeah, my guy's made about $3 million. Like he's oh, like there has he's he might be the first coach to put like an actual figure to his team's nil uh, uh, deals, and yeah. he said openly like I don't I don't I don't mind like you know like I'm I'm for name image and likeness like I'll throw he uh, again he was very open transparent about that and he said his only issue was overall transparency of like right. things like that but he right. said he did not have an issue with it so to your credit like again somebody who's adapting very well obviously the best coach in, in the history of the game but. Um, yeah, I agree. They just don't want it to be enticement. Exactly. exactly. Right. You know, and, yes, and yes. if other people are using it as enticement, so are these coaches, right? Yep. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I think they want it to actually be name, image, and likeness. Right. You know, like Sark pointed to Bajon Robinson. Mm -hmm. It's like Bajon uh -huh. Robinson has a Lamborghini. Yeah. But Bajon Robinson's a 3.5 GPA guy. He's an all-conference player. He's put up thousands of yards for us. He's played in games. Right. There's nobody in our locker room that's like – Oh man, right, Bajan's right. got a Lambo and I yeah, don't, you right. know, or whatever, because they all look at Bajan and go, like, Bajan deserves a Lambo. Exactly. You know, like, Sark sits in a coaching office. Yeah. And, like, he's talking to the special teams coach, and the special teams coach is like, ah, oh, man, Sark makes more money than I do. It's like, right. well, Sark's the head coach. Of course <laughs> exactly. he makes more money. So, like, I think if you're, if you are, I think from what I've listened to, I think everybody knows that if it's deserved money, mm -hmm. a guy goes out and he balls. Yeah. And, like, the local car dealership is like, hey, I'm going to put you on a commercial. I don't think anybody's going to begrudge a kid for that. Mm -mm. The worry becomes you walk into a locker room 
making 50 grand right. and the starting left tackle isn't. Right. Now, where does that go? I think that's the worry for coaches. Sure. So, a little off topic, but mm-hmm. is SEC Media Day do they split it up into two days? Like yes. the Big 12? Okay, yes. because Kirby Smart, I think, is talking right now. So I was honestly, like, how is that, that going to work? They may split it up into three. I, I can't, I can't I remember can't exactly. Imagine. But, yeah, it definitely yeah. is uh, two because uh, Jimbo is tomorrow. Gotcha. Okay, that today, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. watching the – Oh, Jimbo's here, too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that, too. Yeah, interesting. So going back to Big 12 Media Day, um, what was kind of your – was there an overall takeaway that you had from listening to all these guys talk? Obviously, Sonny Dykes, Joey McGuire's first one uh, as head as new head coaches in the Big 12. Uh, was there any takeaway for you about – I know I know a lot of them obviously asked about expansion and right. things like that. Um, was there any overall takeaway for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me it was the the, the Yormark, uh, Yormark mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, presentation, yeah. the, the new Big 12 commissioner, and how open he was with just like the Big 12 is open for business. Mm. You know, like most commissioners kind of like, you know, give you this like roundabout talk and we'll, we're, we're exploring all opportunities and we'll think about what's going on and we're going to do what's best for us. But, sure. you, know, he's, he, you know, he's coming from outside the commissioner world. Mm-hmm. He's from the private sector and he knows how much marketing and money matters, right? And he was very clear of everything we do from now until our right still is up, which I think is in 2024, maybe in 2025, um, everything we do from here on out in terms of conference, conference expansion and conference marketing is to set us up to do well in that renegotiation. Yep. And I, that was refreshing to hear because we talked last week on the podcast and I was like, well, I assume he's going to get up there and kind of fire extinguisher, that kind of stuff. Right. And just like, you know, give himself some time to like really figure this out. And he's like, no. This is what it is. We gotta we gotta be aggressive, or we're gonna get left behind. And to me, that means that the Big Twelve is being proactive yeah. and, uh-huh. and ready to kind of go poach those remaining Pac-12 schools that they want. And it gives me even more confidence that the Big Twelve can emerge from this as the third or fourth, depending on what happens with the ACC. Mm-hmm. You know, best conference after the SEC and, and the Big Ten, and that's good news for us. Yeah. You know, because that's gonna be TCU. Houston, Baylor, Tech, and if those four schools can be anchored to a conference that still matters, quote-unquote, nationally, you know, that's good for football in the state of Texas, and maybe it's a way that we can get fewer and fewer of the top recruits to leave the state. Sure, Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, One of my favorite things from Big 12 Media Day was kind of everybody, because, I mean, he's obviously, this is his third, Dave Aranda's third media day, but still, I think everybody's kind of hip to his style and his personality now. Um, he he, he kind of said a little bit more of it during uh, his press conference here at THSEA. And I loved that the first question he got was about what he's reading. And you could tell he <laughs> genuinely enjoyed that question because he dropped, like, it was some book about social change and how it happens. And then you, like, dropped a Brene Brown reference. <laughs> and he was just like, of course, like, Dave Aranda's the guy yeah. that dropped a Brene Brown reference uh-huh. um, at Big 12 Media Day. But, yeah, Sonny Dykes is another one that was just, like, it's, it felt fresh, right, obviously. Uh, um, and him, were, him talking about his dad. Yes, And yes. How, how his dad would, would be proud of him for right. coaching in the Big 12 I thought was a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. We had a lot of great moments from Big 12 Media Day. I oh, think man. I think one of my favorite moments, and I'm still debating on if we should run this interview or not, but it was when the, the two Texas Tech players yep. interviewed each other. Miles Price and, uh, and Caleb Rogers? Yes. 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 Yeah. And Ish had the great idea to ask at the very end of the video, <laughs> at the end of the interview, asked them both, has Joey McGuire's head gotten a little bit bigger <laughs> since being on the cover? And they both just went off. Yeah, you know what? You know what? They put that in now. I was gonna say, like, yes, yeah, splice that in right. right now. And we'll, you, we'll, yeah, we're gonna put that little clip in right now. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. 
Got on the cover. Oh. His head always been big. Like, that's always been a thing. But now, like, it's always been visibly big. <laughs> but now, inside the head, it's a lot more big. So it, it just caused it to grow a little bit more. I can't believe y'all let him scam y'all into putting him on the cover with Jeff Trailer. Y'all let him get on a press conference and be like, it would be, it would, I challenge them not to do it. Like, come on. He really just, him and his best friend wanted to be on the cover together. He was like, hey, during the press conference, I'm going to make a joke about it. They're going to have to do it. They got to. They got to. So I can't believe y'all let that happen. But, uh, yeah, man, his, his head's big, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. When you're Joey McGuire, who cares? Everybody knows it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, that. Excellent, excellent. Both those guys. Listen, if Texas Tech doesn't like figure out a way something to get them like a some kind of internet show going on, like they need to be riding around in their car. They need to be the face of Texas Tech. Going to different restaurants, like they really do. Like they they need to figure out a way to do some of that. We were Jesus and Miro time. Right. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that. We were like, we need to put them both in a car and put them on camera. So you know how uh, I don't remember. Was it Jake Paul who did the The interview with the? He had 21 Savage yeah, in the car yeah, with yeah, him, and they yeah. play music. They need to do that. No, yeah, they just, just film to, it. They exactly. just need to drive around Texas yeah. Tech and pick people. That re- would be so you know what it, good. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like the way those two kind of always yeah, go back and forth and yes. all that kind of stuff? Because Miles Price. Oh, he's, a, he's, like, he's, he's like going to be hosting something. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. Right. He's you know, great. and like, you know, Caleb's so big compared right. to Miles. And so it had that kind of feel because like every interview those guys do together, they're yeah. always just roasting each other and playing off back and forth. Yep. And uh, Miles and Caleb, uh, you know, reminded me of that. And those guys, you know, they need to be actors or exactly. something. You know, they, like, they have like careers in entertainment in front of them if, they, if they'd like. We, uh, I think because so they asked to, if they could be interviewed together or yeah. they, they, that they could interview each other. Um, and I think we like stumble accidentally stumbled on something because yeah. everything everybody. they did they were together right after, after they after they, everybody kind of saw because they you know they're kind of loud they're laughing all this stuff right. so everybody kind of started well, looking. a crowd built around yeah exactly yep. like, everybody started yep. like what's going on over there and because we're laughing too and so like there's like what's what the hell's going on with them and then after, uh, right after that a TV crew interviewed them both together uh-huh. they did their press conference together at the everybody was of, taking pictures ev- of them together exactly yep. so like I think we like unintentionally stumbled on some gold because <laughs> everything after that was just both of them where, where their like, origin story. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, oh, they started Dave Campbell's. So, uh, actually, we do have two interviews uh, besides those two. Uh, we're going to run those two. Uh, we'll start with one right now. We'll do Steve Sarkeesian. And uh, I credit to – thank you to Steve Sarkeesian, John Bianco, mm-hmm. you know, walking over. He did his main presser. He did his breakout presser. And then he stopped by. And uh, towards the end, it was the last interview we did. Uh, last one or second to last? I couldn't remember. Last one we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I think uh, Marvin Mims, Mims was, was Mims? the oh, last yeah, okay. one, but well, he was he second was, to last. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were winding down, and we were like, hey, if we can swing by, have time. And sure enough, he did. So uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Steve Sarkeesian. Here was Coach Steve Sarkeesian from the University of Texas. Coach, uh, going into year two, you were talking about how everybody kind of has the, uh, you know, the established culture and expectations. What is different between maybe summer and spring year one and summer and spring year two? Well, I think the biggest thing in year one is you're trying to instill, right, the core values in your program. You're trying to instill the schemes, the fundamentals, the techniques that are needed to try to perform in our systems and in our program. Year two now you can start to dig a little deeper and get into the nuances of those things. And just even now, talking to the guys that are here with me today that are veteran players that have been in this program now for 18 months, uh, they can talk about it. They're talking about, man, I just there's such an understanding now of not just what my job is, 
but what the guy's job is next to me or what the guy's job is behind me. And now I know why it's important to do the things, whether it's on or off the field for the program and for the sake of us being successful. You know, you kind of talked a little bit about self-scouting and what you learned about yourself after year one or some things that you would have done differently. How important is that as a coach to always kind of look inward, not only at your team, but at your coaching staff, at yourself, and kind of figure out, you know, what you're doing, what you're not doing? Well, I value it. You know, I value it every Sunday. You know, I, I value, you know, I look at every play call I make. And, and sometimes it may result in a touchdown, and I'll think, man, that really wasn't a great play call. But we're always trying to evolve. We're always trying to get better so that if a situation arises similar to it, what would we do differently? And if I don't do that, then I'm, I'm probably not living up to the standard of, of what's needed of me as a head coach at the University of Texas. So I'm always self-evaluating, then I'm always evaluating those around me and, and, and having open and honest conversations about how we need to improve and, and then how we're going to get there. I always hear coaches talking about programs transitioning from coach-led to player-led. Do you feel like y'all are closer to that right now than you were this time last yeah, year? Yeah, I really do. I think we're much closer. I think that you can – I wouldn't say we're closer. I think we're there. I think we've got players in place in our program now that are in position that, that understand the expectation and that can speak the language, right, right of, of what we're speaking. And uh, it's interesting. We're, we're in a unique state because I've got 57 of my 85 scholarships as freshmen or sophomores on our team. But yet those remaining players on our on our roster, right, those 28 other players, those guys are there for a reason because they have really bought in. They're good players, they're good people, the graduates, things of that nature that they now can extend and, and kind of reach out to those younger players to show them the way. And then that's when you really got something cooking, when the players are coaching the other players on and off the field. Now we've got a chance to do something special. Now we cover a lot of high school football at Dave Campbell's. You've coached in a lot of different states. What makes high school football unique in Texas, and how much is it an advantage to be the coach of the University of Texas in a, in a state that cares so much about that? Well, I think one of the things that is unique, you know, everywhere you go around the country, there's pride to some capacity of pride in their program, their local program. In the state of Texas, everywhere you go, there is pride in that high school's football program. And it doesn't matter if they're 6A or 1A. When you show up to that stadium, there are thousands of people at that game. An entire town will be at a game to watch their team play. And I just think that is what is so cool and so unique. I think the other side of it too, is the investment that everybody makes in their programs, right? From facilities to putting their players in the best position to be successful to hiring of coaches. There are great coaches in the state of Texas and they work at their craft. They want to be really good at it. And in turn, their players get developed. And so uh, there's a lot of positives to this thing, but um, football is no more important than anywhere in the world than the, than the great state of Texas. And, and we're fortunate to be the flagship program yeah, that when the University of Texas shows up to watch a game or come to a practice or go to a school, everybody knows it and everybody's excited we're there. Uh, lastly, before you go, I know you play golf, I play golf. I wonder, what's your handicap? Uh, it's not great. It's not great. I'm about a 14. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're any better, then you're playing too much golf. Well, probably. I say it all the time when anybody plays me. Do you want a great golfer or do you want a great football coach? Right. Most people I play with would prefer the great football coach. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, Coach. Appreciate Howdy your time. Guys. Be good. Absolutely. Thanks again to Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian for swinging by. I know media day is uh, pretty wild for him, so, you know, taking – even that little bit of time was really mm -hmm. cool of him um, and our little our little makeshift setup there. Uh, at, uh, I at learned AT his golf handicap. Yeah, that, exactly. That nice. Yeah, that was a nice question. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to know if I was a better golfer than Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs>
and it sounds like we're about the same. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about Texas. Um, first of all, Demarvin Overshone, the hat, amazing. Like uh, he he had his he had his uh, cowboy hat on his <laughs> yeah. breakaway presser. Um, Bijan Robinson, of course, was the B guy, right? Everybody was yeah. there. So many people were around yeah. him, yeah. Everybody and it lasted was. forever. I, I, oh, I always feel bad about those kind of players where it's right. just like they're just like it's 30, 45 minutes. Like there's there's two types of players that I feel sorry for. The ones that get everybody and the ones that get nobody. We, <laughs> I know. I feel more sorry for the nobody. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. that's, you know, you get brought all the way out to media days. You get put out, you know, and, like, right. you look to your left and everybody's around Bajon Robinson. You look to your right, everybody's right. around Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. Right. And you're just like, what am I doing it, here? It was yeah. kind of like that uh, for Kansas. Like, yeah. they were kind of there, but nobody was really. Well, and it's also because we're so far from Kansas. Like, not many media people are going to travel right. to right. Texas for this Big 12 media day for Kansas. Kansas, but right. yeah, I kind of felt that way with them yeah. a little bit. But. So um, I'm trying to think what else from that part. Uh, we can probably actually we can just run one of the other uh, the Joey McGuire interview next. Yeah. Uh, Joey McGuire, of course, as Mike joked, seen him way too much. Um, I'm, I don't know how you did that interview. Too many questions. Like <laughs> I was about to say, I don't, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't you know how you're doing this. I don't dude. know how you had another had more questions for him, but <laughs> somehow you did. So Joey McGuire, of course. Uh, actually, well, first let's talk about uh, when he was walking to the stage. Big, big <laughs> oh flex. my gosh! Big flags on Mike Craven's part. <laughs> so uh, Mallory was getting footage of every coach, every Texas coach walking to the stage off to the side. Well, of course, Joey McGuire walks to the stage. Mallory's getting him walking up. Just pulls off to the side. I was like, oh, that's Mike Craven. He like, sees Craven. He just gives him some dap. Nice shoes, brother. Gives him a hug, and it's like everybody's like, I. <laughs> So, so for Mike Craven to be the guy that gets I that, know. he's just like, why, what? Like, everybody's just, like, looking at, who is this guy? So <laughs> like, I was standing there because, of course, all, everybody, like, it, it works like there's lots of tables and stuff right yeah. in front of the stage for all the media. And the coach who's about to walk up is mm. had just been interviewed by ESPN. Yes, so he's yes. walking to the side. And so I've been getting every coach and stuff. And, man, when I tell you, when Joey McGuire came up to you and started hugging you and talking to you, I felt so cool because yeah. everybody was looking at us at that point. Yeah. And then everybody started filming the coaches walking up to the stage. I yeah. feel like that kind of became a thing. I'm so. glad y'all enjoyed that so much. That I was about to say, was, you, you were not having gold. fun. <laughs> you were like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't like just kind of like hands in the, hands in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. just like, uh. So, I, you know, maybe this podcast isn't the best place to talk about this, but I just I believe in a little bit of a separation of church and state. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you kind of, you, you know, we're media, yeah. right? Like, and I get along with all these guys, and that's yeah. great. And, you know, Dave Campbell's allows me as a brand to kind of like be a little bit more friendly with those coaches because sure. we kind of do you know more uplifting football stuff and mm -hmm. less like tearing down you know we're not going to like write like these investigative right you know stories or whatever and so you know it is a little bit different role but yeah it's like I'm in a room full of my peers right all the other <laughs> media guys and like I'm hugging, up right <laughs> you know and this is like oh man come on Joey like you know it was yeah. cool. uh, but it was it was really cool like you know a lot of people like reached out and stuff yeah. and was like man he really liked your shoes yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool that, that, did, that well was on, that, that was did my well best, on social that was my best part you know it, was yeah, like, exactly. it wasn't really the hug Get the it was, Right, the shoes. right. Every, anytime yeah. you get the co-sign with the shoes, yeah. you're good to go. So we'll run our interview with Joey McGuire here. Again, credit, thank you to Texas Tech for, you know, and McGuire, because, again, especially a new head coach, media day is a whirlwind, and so him taking some time with us was really nice. So. <laughs> he was in his element. Oh, he worked the room, man. He was there. His press conference was great. His, yeah, he, he knew. So here's our interview with Joey McGuire. Here with Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire. Coach, been a pretty eventful last, you know, nine or ten months for you. Are you pretty excited to kind of like have football season, you know, finally right around the corner? You can almost smell that grass. No, I can't wait. 
you I love how you put that you can't, how you smell that grass I you know I really I can't wait you know it's uh I mean I coach because I want to coach football and be around these players and and uh, just the spring was incredible to be back on the grass um, but I can't wait to go to you know walk out of that tunnel and and uh, Jones AT&T is going to be incredible you kind of mentioned how you knew the guys would buy in eventually, but they right. bought in pretty quickly. What do you think it says about your staff that you put together, that those guys, you didn't have a bunch of transfers out, right. a lot of guys stayed, a lot of guys bought in. What does that say about you and that staff? I think it, you know, we are who we say we are, and we're that way every single day. And, um, you know, I, I'm really proud of our staff because that is one thing about those guys. Um, they bought into that, you know, coming in, um, you know, you work for different coaches and different things are important, recruiting and this and that. For me, it's about the players that we have on our campus. I mean, we're going to recruit like crazy and we're going to do everything, but our players on our team should be the most important things that have that we have going on in life, in our life, besides our families and their extension of our families. And so it's easy to bring that in. And I think them seeing that uh, allowed them to buy in a lot faster. I've been curious, you know, you've done this for a little bit while now, like what is the biggest difference between being a high school football coach and a college football coach through the off season? Um, you know, one of the strangest things, I'll never forget, 2017, we go out recruiting in January and uh, I leave and then I don't see my guys again until, you know, that end of uh, January, 1st of February. And, and it, being away from the players during that recruiting period is the biggest difference because you know, really January is really when you start building that new team and you got to trust that you've got a great strength staff and we do. Lance Barlow and his crew do such a great job, but that was the strangest thing and really different. Uh, the recruiting parts, the different part. Have you all settled in, you already moved in, all that kind of stuff? I guess what's uh, what's been one of your favorite parts about Lubbock so far? The food. Uh, uh, got a new suit for uh, media day, of course, and the waist waist size a little yeah. bit different than my last suit, and uh, I think I've gained a little bit. The food's incredible. Um, we, you know, if you go ever come out to, to Lubbock, Texas, and I know you've been out there, uh, the people, I mean, it's just that true Texas uh, feel of just genuinely good people. And so between those, the food and the people, it's been incredible. All right, sir. Appreciate it. Great, great seeing you, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Joey McGuire and Texas Tech for sitting or standing with us after uh, their press conference uh, after on Big 12 Media Day. Joey McGuire, we went to a, there was an alumni event here as well. Joey McGuire, you know, he this is his Super Bowl. Like THSCA <laughs> is his Super Bowl. He like he he it was this way when he was at Baylor because you could tell Rule and Aranda were like, do your thing, right? Like this is why we hired you right. to work the room and to work. And so him as a head coach. Same guy, same like he. It is his element, and so he. Uh, of course, Tepper tweeted out the the Oklahoma thing, which if it was any other coach besides Joey, I feel like somebody would be upset about the. If you didn't see the tweet, uh, he said somebody asked him at the alumni event about the uh, end zone complex, and he said, oh, "We're going to beat Oklahoma. And we're going to tear mm -hmm. down the end zone, and we're going to knock it down or something like that." And so Tepper tweeted it out, and it's, it, it, Tech Twitter loved it, and then Oklahoma Twitter found it later. And was like, "Oh, what's going <laughs> to happen here?" But regardless, if it was any other coach that said that, I feel like he would have been more upset. But he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows he, what he's doing. He's firing up this fan base. He's getting people excited. That week one's going to be – their first home game is going to be incredible in terms of atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, this is his element, and he was fully in it. Yep. He has never met a Mike 
that he didn't like. Oh, absolutely. He commands. Me. Or a mic, yeah. <laughs> or a mic. <laughs> you can play on words here. Um, but, yeah, he's he, he commands the room when he gets that mic, man. And yeah. um, we, Ashley and I, went to this event called Muffins and Mimosas with the Texas High School Coaches the Wives. Texas, Texas Wives Coaches Association. It's, okay, yeah. Wives Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of letters and all Yes, <laughs> lots of letters and, uh, yeah, I'm tired. Um, and so their guest speaker was Debbie McGuire, Joey McGuire's wife. And, man, they're they're one and the same. Mm. She commands the room when she takes – she's not as comfortable on the mic as he is. Sure. But she's still so interesting to listen to. Like, mm. and, and it was interesting to hear – they're basic – they're a team. Yeah. And whenever she was talking about Joey – she said we. Mm. Like, they're, they're a team. They're, they're a brand in mm. itself, and mm. they are both doing such a good job at branding. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're a cr- an incredible couple and one oh. and the same. Oh, easily. First Lady of Lubbock, like, the President yes. of Lubbock. Like, yeah. it is yes. very much that, that relationship. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows him. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. When I was younger around the Texas program and stuff, you always heard about Miss Sally. You know, like, Matt Brown's mm-hmm. wife, yep. right? And that's, yep. how, that's what they'd call her, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. like, you know, recruits loved her. You know, like, recruits' yep. parents really loved her, you yeah. know, because it was like, hey, I'm going to take, you know, right. your kid needs some pancakes, you know, like they ain't coming to my house, they got some pancakes. That's going to be Debbie McGuire. Yeah. Oh, my you, gosh. You know, where it's like Miss Debbie, you yep. know, is going yep. to take care, take care of all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and if you're a mom sending your – and that that just shows how big of a machine these things are. Yeah. You know, it's not just the coaches. It's not just no. the players. It's not just the backroom staff. It's not just the SIDs. It's like all their wives, all their families. Like it is really just this huge group effort, and these coaches' wives have to be a part of all that you know whether they like to be or not you know like it's such an interesting world and uh it's cool to see that family kind of get this platform you know because yeah. they, they deserve it and they you know they're going to do it for the right reasons right. and she she was mentioning too she was like you know there's going to be a lot of players that can't go home for thanksgiving or christmas and sure. we want to be that that place that safe place to where if they don't have anywhere to go or they can't be with their family we want them to come join us and oh, i yeah. thought that was really cool and yeah that's a uh, really important you got to remember these are 18 to 22 year old kids some yep. of them not coming from the greatest Upbringings, right, you right, know, right. and, and never not, been that, away from home either. Right, sometimes. never been away from home. May not have a home to go back to. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so, uh, you know, to have people like that around you at all these universities, you know, there's probably a Debbie McGuire at every single one of these schools, yep. you know, and, and th- those kind of things are invaluable for these kids. That you know, we try to act like they're 30 because they're six four, 300 right. pounds. You know, like we act like they're just robots or whatever. Right. But they're still 19. Exactly. You know, and exactly. you know, it can get lonely when yep. you're when you're out, out at school like that. So that's really good on her. Yeah. To do that. They're they're both so great, yeah. so great. We love them Definitely. so. All right, so well, that'll be it for us, man. Yep. Well, we're gonna tear we're tired of talking. Tear this whole thing down. Not talk to anybody until <laughs> whenever the hell everybody gets back in the office, and then I'm gonna sleep really nice tonight. So without, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm are y'all driving back? We are driving back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Here. Yeah. I'm you staying. Get, you got a little yeah. event. To go I got. To, so. I got one more San Antonio day in me. Yeah. There you hey, go. Hey, we're we're driving back in probably two hours, and we're stopping we're stopping at Taco P. On the way back, I'm very nice. excited for some taco palinque. Uh, I am so excited! I can't uh, wait. That's my going to be my favorite part. South Texas, if you know, you know. That's if it. you know, you know. That's it. We're exactly. we're in it right then and there. Exactly. So, thank you guys for watching. Remember to subscribe at TexasFootball.com. Subscribe to all the podcast, uh, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff, or watch us live live as you're doing now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, uh, on TexasFootball.com as well. I know we're streaming live on there. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to leave, and I'm going to stop talking. So and, thank you. And and we've had 11 of the 12 FBS coaches on our podcast. Jimbo Fisher, come join us, man. Peace.